0: And remember, quoting is for the weak. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, hello, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Specht. I'm the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Great to have you with us today. Today, we're going to talk about One main thing that you need to stop doing and two main things you need to start doing. And if you do those three things, you will be building a $1 million or more book of business, period. I want to talk to you for a second. We need to make sure that we have the access to go forward before we actually do go forward. If I can put it to you this way. This morning I took my two daughters to school. I drove them to school and we're here new in Tennessee. We just moved to Tennessee about a month ago. Love it. If you ever get a chance to come on out, give me a holler. Love to have a chance to get together and do some barbecue. But I took my girls to school this morning. The, there's so many people that have moved into the area that the, the roads have become so congested. There are sheriffs out there directing traffic, there are stoplights, there's people coming and going, and frankly, um, the schools aren't too far away, but it, it is a 48 minute, it was 48 minutes this morning that took me from leaving my driveway to getting back in my driveway just to take my two daughters to school, to two different schools, which really aren't that far from the house, but there's just that much traffic right now. So the thing is, is that it was stop and go all the time. There were stoplights, there were at most, I mean, there was a lot of obviously red lights, there were green lights, there were sheriffs who were allowing traffic to go, there were sheriffs who were stopping the one side of the traffic from going. And the thing is, is that you can't proceed unless you have permission. You can't go forward unless you have permission. If the sheriff is standing in front of you and he's got his hand blocked out, you can't be going forward or you're breaking the law, if you will. You're gonna hurt somebody, you're gonna cause an accident. If you're at a red light, you can't go forward because the green hasn't happened yet. You don't have permission to actually start going forward. Here's the thing about it with regards to insurance, is that a lot of insurance agents just start going forward when when the light is red. They just start inching forward, they start putting their foot on the gas pedal when the sheriff, if you will, that is the insured, has their hand out and says, not yet, not you. That's the problem with offering quotes. That's the problem with the normal quoting process in the insurance industry is that we're basically at red lights, yellow lights, and we're putting our foot on the gas pedal. The insured has their hand out in front of us. The insured does not yet trust us. The insured has not yet given us here it is, has not yet given us the permission to actually go forward and do the things that we want to do. Therefore, that's the reason that 92% of the time, the incumbent agent keeps the business and not you. The quoting agents that go in, they've got an 8% shot at winning the business, and that's if there's just one. 92% of the time, the incumbent agent retains their accounts. They might place it with a different carrier, but they keep it. 8% of the time is when competing agents win the business. And if there's three agents involved, the incumbent and two quoting, you've only got a 4% chance of winning it, because the incumbent still gets his or her 92%. And so the thing is, is that I'm telling you, from a quoting process, a quoting mindset, quoting as a strategy is a losing strategy. Can you imagine um, other areas where like 8% was the, was the average? You know, if, if you were uh, in the NBA and your shooting percentage was 8%, how would that work out? If you were a three-point shooter and your shooting percentage was 8%, if the team won 8% of their games, can you imagine in baseball if the, uh, the batter you know got a, got a hit 8% of the time? Not very good. Not very good. Can you imagine, You know, just think of all the different areas in life, if you were just an eight percenter, man, that wouldn't be a very strong position. So I wanna talk to you about permission. I wanna talk to you about what it is, what it isn't, why it is in your best interest to get it. Now, my definition of of permission is gonna be a little bit different. I hope you are familiar with a guy named Seth Godin. He is an author, among other things. He um, is a marketing master. He has done many things. Used to work for Google, or, excuse me Yahoo and and other different companies. But he is a very prolific author. He has written a number of books. And basically, every book that Seth Godin has ever written, I keep. I get rid of lots of books. I just threw out probably like a four or five dozen books in order to move here and I kept every single one of my Seth Godin books. I really love what Seth Godin has to talk about. about. He talks about marketing. He talks about permission. He talks about building a tribe. He talks about a purple cow. He talks about a lot of different things. But there's a book that he has called Tribes. If you don't have it, get it. It's a small little book. You can probably read it in a few hours. One of the better books that I've ever really seen out there about kind of what I would consider the idea of micro-nitching, niching—that is going small in order to go big, find your small tribe of people who are really going to buy into what you have to, to offer. They're going to become your loyal clients, and you're going to be far exceeding the expectations of what you thought. Page 35 of Tribes changed my life. I'm not even exaggerating. Page 35 of Tribes Changed My Life. I don't have the book in front of me because I wasn't planning on talking about it, but go and get it. Um, There might be a time in which I actually talk about it later. Frankly, it is amazing and really just has the idea of repackaging. It has the idea of repackaging something. Repackaging how you propose something. Repackaging how you offer something. Repackaging how something is paid for. Repackaging the commission structure. Repackaging everything so that it begins to relate and resonate with the ones in which you want to actually start doing business with. Because if it does not resonate, if you do not relate, you will not get new clients, period. And so Seth Godin, he, he's written all these books. One of his uh, more, I would say, really kind of influential books was a book called Permission Marketing. He wrote that book. His really idea of permission is that, you know, stop just sort of yelling, stop the white noise, but start putting together marketing that people want. Start putting together marketing that people really desire. Rather than just you know doing newspapers and just try, trying to force yourself into people's eyeballs, switch it around so that people are giving you permission to speak to them. Love that idea. It's a little bit different than what my definition of permission is because I'm coming at it from a sales perspective and not marketing. And by the way, they are two different things. Sales and marketing are two completely different things. They have certain overlap in areas, but they are different. Mine is permission sales. I have permissionsales.com. I'm going to be authoring a book called Permission Sales. I focus on the whole idea of sales from a permission standpoint. My definition of permission when you're talking about your insurance buyer is that you do not go forward unless they give you permission in the areas that you need. In other words, you don't offer quotes until they give you permission to represent them. You don't offer quotes until they give you the signed broker of record letter. You don't offer quotes until they tell you what you have to do in order to win the business. You don't offer quotes, blank, 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 you figure it out. you got to have permission. you got to have it or you don't go forward. Permission of the insured is everything. You know who has permission? The incumbent agent. The incumbent agent right now is sitting on a throne. The incumbent agent is king. She is queen. You are not. You are a jester. You are a joke. You are not actually taken seriously by the insured until you actually so, show them something that knocks their socks off. You got to get that permission because if you don't have it, you ain't winning. I'm sorry to tell you, you are not going to win if you do not have the insured's permission. There's a lot of insurance buyers out there who are using you for information. I'm so sorry to be able to have to tell you that, but I need you to understand that. There are so many insurance buyers out there who are using you for information. They might not be consciously thinking of it that way, and I would say that the vast majority are not. It's just that that's what they're probably going to do in the end. Now, besides working with insurance agents, I have another insurance consulting company, the other side of it, in which I'm going all in You know, starting about a couple few, few months back. That is where I work directly with insurance buyers. Insurance buyers hire me, they pay me a fixed fee to manage the insurance process on their behalf. Why? Well, because they don't trust you. That's the problem. You don't have their permission. The incumbent agent in many instances might not have it because they have messed up. The servicing staff might have messed up and so permission is being removed. Um, Quoting agents come in, they don't have permission. And so they hire me, they pay me several thousand dollars to actually just manage that process on their behalf. Okay, So I assign carriers. I figure out what are the best agents. I bring in other agents that make more sense rather than you know, other agents. I'm really focused on finding the agents that are micro niche that have the right carriers. There's not overlap, that kind of stuff. I'm going in. I'm negotiating. I'm renegotiating. I'm putting together all the stuff so that everybody's kind of using the same sort of data and criteria. There's a lot that goes into it. But the thing is, is that they hire me because they don't trust you. You don't have their permission yet. And that is an important word yet. You don't have their permission yet. What do you got to do to get their permission? Well, can I just tell you that I do have, um, I have an ulterior motive for what I do in the insurance industry. I am trying to change and revolutionize the entire insurance industry to get rid of a quoting process. Now, I kind of I don't mean that necessarily fully and literally, although there's a very sense in which I'd like to get rid of about about eighty percent of it, because there are times in which you have to quote. Quoting is not bad, it's not evil. It's just not necessarily in your best interest. There's times you got to quote. You don't represent the current carrier so you can't get a BOR. They're with a direct writer, and so you have to quote. Um, whatever it is, there's a lot of reasons that you have to quote. But it's the blind, foolish, stupid, type of quoting that doesn't win, that doesn't serve the insured, that doesn't serve the incumbent, that doesn't serve any other competing agents, and that doesn't serve the insurance carriers. I'm trying to get rid of that kind of quoting because it really benefits no one. Nobody benefits in a normal competitive bid type of scenario. It really doesn't happen for the most part. Unless maybe you get lucky every once in a while and you get an 8%. But it doesn't work. Because you don't have permission. How do you get permission? How do you get the insurer to begin looking at what what you have to offer, what your agency has to offer in regards to services. How they resonate, how they feel about you. How do you get to that point where as you begin telling them about your structure and your strategy, they start nodding, they start buying into it. They start believing that you're going to be able to actually deliver. How do you actually get that permission? Well, can I just tell you that at no time Do I ever have any kind of magical fairy dust that I can just begin sprinkling on the whole process so that everything goes your way? I don't have any kind of magic fairy dust to sprinkle on incumbents or competing agents or insureds or underwriters or the process because it doesn't exist. There's no alchemist, if you will, that can turn lead into gold when it comes to the insurance process. However... There are bits of magic that you can actually begin introducing into the process so that instead of 8%, you now become a 79%. Instead of an 8%, you might now start becoming a 95%. You can begin increasing your percentage dramatically by doing certain things. You can do it by becoming an expert at building rapport. You can do it by becoming an expert at asking the difficult questions, at uncovering the pains. You can do it by putting together a very detailed micro-niche proposal. You can do it by putting together a very, very structured 12-month timeline of services. But let me just tell you, you can probably do it very well as well if you simply put a line in the sand that you're on one side, quoting is on the other side, and you do not merge. In other words, tell your prospect you refuse to blindly offer quotes. To just put together submissions, gather loss runs, throw it out into the marketplace, and see what sticks. Maybe you'll be blocked out. Maybe you won't. Maybe you'll have an underwriter who wants to offer a quote. Maybe you won't. Just get rid of that. Put a line in the sand with the insured, uncover all the pains, show them your services, give them your timeline of services, and then politely tell them that you don't offer quotes, that you are far past that, that you are a professional, you've been in the business for long enough. In fact, unless you have the pen, you don't offer quotes anyway. Insurance carriers offer quotes. Underwriters offer quotes, wholesale surplus lines agents offer quotes, but you as the retail agent, as the independent agent, you are not a quote offerer. What you do is provide excellent service, you serve happiness, you collect signatures. That's what you do. You serve happiness, you collect signatures. That's what insurance agents do. That's what producers do. We have to be able to serve them cause them to be happy, cause them to be trusting, cause them to give you permission, and then you collect signatures. That's what you do. That's a winning approach. Blindly offering quotes. Man, I can hire somebody off the street. I can go down on one of the highways in Los Angeles, find about 17 different homeless people, work them through the process, get them licensed in insurance, and I can work with them and have them put together quotes. Putting together quotes is nothing. You can hire somebody at 13 bucks an hour to actually offer quotes. That's nothing. Anybody can do that, but you're a professional. You're a producer. You produce. You sell. You go for the jugular. You hunt. We don't play games.
1: We don't play games. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude.
0: So, one of the more difficult things for an insurance agent to do is stop offering quotes. I want to tell you that the number one thing out of those initial three things that I told you to stop doing is to stop offering quotes on insurance renewals. Let me put a parenthesis around that. Stop offering quotes on insurance renewals, parenthesis, for insurance, for insurance buyers who have not yet given you permission. Just don't go forward until you get what you want. Let me just remind you, the insurance buyer needs you as much, if not more, they need you as much, if not more, than what you need of them. They need help. They do not know how this process works. They do not know how to really get good quotes. They do not know how to ensure a very good result. They just sort of wing it. When it comes to the insurance business, insurance buyer tends to be in the chicken business. They're just winging it. They don't understand insurance. They don't understand how it's quoted. They don't understand you know what they should have, what they shouldn't have. They just don't get it. So they need you. So I would say this is probably one of the more difficult things for insurance agents to actually begin figuring out and to understand when it comes to really begin developing a million dollar or more book of business. The age of the generalist agent, um, just sort of blind quoting, is done. It's just done. Insurance carriers aren't interested in doing it. Underwriters aren't interested in do it, and doing it. Insurance buyers want somebody who is really micro niched And so I would say that this is probably one of the more difficult things for insurance agents to do to stop offering quotes because prospecting is hard. Because prospecting is difficult for a lot of insurance agents, when they finally get somebody who's willing to meet with them, putting a line in the sand and saying, I don't offer quotes is probably one of the more difficult things for an insurance agent to do. It really is. But man, when you do that, when you put that line in the sand you, and you just look and insure it in the eye, and you're not being rude, you're being very tactful about it, you're being very professional, but when you put a line in the sand and you say, you know, you know Bob, I just want to let you know, even before we go through the process, you know, before we get you know, too much further into this conversation, that we don't actually offer quotes. We don't offer quotes because we already know how this process works. Offering quotes is not in your best interest, it's not in my best interest, it's not in the insurance carrier's best interest. In fact, insurance agents like myself, we don't actually quote. We don't have the ability to to dictate final terms or even what the pricing is going to be from the underwriting side you have to understand the insurance carrier the underwriter is the one who actually does quotes now we as the insurance agent we are on your team we serve as a mediator between you and the insurance buyer, insurance carrier the underwriter and so what we are is we are experts at negotiation what we are is we are experts at marketing your account in a very wise way what we are is experts at putting together the absolute best submission to the marketplace so that you look like a Ferrari rather than a used Buick. And so because of that, we don't go through the quoting process because it actually does muddy the waters on your behalf. Insurance carriers do not like to see multiple submissions because they get a feeling that you're just in it for the price, there's no loyalty there, and they don't want those types of accounts as their clients. They have to make a certain number and they have a certain capacity When the underwriters hit that, they really don't do a lot more quoting. They have to make sure they're putting on, if you will, profitable business. And so, how we market your account out to the insurance cares is very important. How we display you to the underwriters is very important. But probably one of the most important things is the strategy that I use when it comes to negotiating with the insurance underwriters on your behalf. And not only the initial negotiation, but even after they offer the quotes, I'm going to be going back and renegotiating, renegotiating with the underwriter or underwriters that are offering the quotes so that we can ensure that at the end of the process, Bob, you will know that you have the lowest quote possible from the insurance carrier that is offering the best product possible to ensure your exposures. That's why we don't offer quotes We simply show you the best process going forward. If you like what we have to offer, we would require that we receive exclusive access to the carriers that we want going forward. Let me just tell you, if I was an insurance buyer and somebody said that to me, I would just smile. I would smile and say, show me your process because I'm just about to sign it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Insurance buyers, they want to know that you have a strategy. They want to know that you have a strategy. Now again, they don't really understand how insurance works, so they really don't know what a strategy looks like. But here's the thing. If you show up to your appointment, your first appointment with a prospect, and you're talking, you're laughing, you're talking about the awesome Green Bay Packers and all of that, which is the, you know, the greatest um, NFL football team out there by far and away. If you're talking about the Packers and you're talking about their grandchildren and all that kind of stuff, you're talking about their business, and you know at the end of the conversation, you, you get a copy of their policies, you just start photocopying deck pages, and you get you know, a signature on a loss run request form and all that kind of stuff. You put together a submission and you just you know, blanket it out to the markets that you want to go to. If you do that, you don't have a strategy. You don't have a strategy. I can pay someone 13 bucks an hour to do that. That's not a professional. That's an amateur. That's a winging it kind of person. That's chicken business. So if somebody actually sat down in front of an insurance buyer, showed a step-by-step process of what you're going to do and how the renewal is going to work and what you're going to do to showcase them, what you're going to do to negotiate, what you're going to do to renegotiate, what you're going to do to ensure the best um, deal going forward, and then what the actual 12-month timeline of service is going to look like. And then you put a line in the sand and you say, you know, going forward, you know, since we have done this hundreds, if not thousands of times, we know that this is the best approach for you Going out to the marketplace, we don't want to muddy the waters unless we have your permission to move forward. Permission is everything. You either have it or you don't. You're either seated on the throne as the incumbent agent or you are you know somebody in the, in the poverty world who's holding out their cup asking for nickels and dimes because that's what it is. Eight percenters are the ones who are holding out their cup asking for chump change. So the first thing that you do in order to build a million-dollar book of business, I really think is probably one of the more difficult things to do. It is purely mindset. It does require a lot of upfront work, putting it all together, making sure that you have an an adequate structure going forward, a strategy that is micro-niche that will knock their socks off. But having that mindset that you do not offer quotes going forward, probably one of the more difficult things to do. But let me just tell you, you do that, the insured will never forget you. You will differentiate yourself in the marketplace immediately because they don't get talked to by insurance agents like that. They don't. Most insurance agents are just out there sort of like just talking about this, that, and the other thing, and they don't have a strategy. Most insurance agents are are just excited because somebody wanted to meet with them and excited to go through the quoting process because they're hoping something sticks. They're hoping they can throw enough mud against a wall that something will stick. That's what they're doing. But if you actually do that, I think that you gain instant credibility. I think that you gain, you gain a, 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 an amount of professionalism in the mind of the insured that absolutely separates you from the competition, separates you from the incumbent. It gives the insured something to look at and say, that's different than everything else I've done. I have gotten mediocre results in this quoting process ever since I've been in business and this is finally a structure that if I was to follow this I would get good results. Hmm. Maybe you could do that. Maybe you could just stop offering quotes. Maybe you could just put together an entire strategy like I just talked about and begin taking over your space. Maybe you could just become a dominating force in your micro niche. Again, you don't need 10,000 clients. Maybe you just need 50. You don't need 10,000 prospects who will become your clients. Maybe you just need 70 over the course of your life. Maybe you just need seventy as you're building your book of business, and you know, depending upon where you're at and whatever the goal is for your book of business, maybe like seven seven hundred thousand dollars is like the goal for what you want as a book of business. That's the goal. Then you just need seventy clients that average ten grand of commission. That's it. That's it. You will you will end up very large by going small by micro niching. So. That first thing, stop offering quotes. The second thing, which I talked about so much, they are different, but they do go hand in hand, is that you have to seek first permission. So one, stop offering quotes. Two, go after permission. Get the permission. It's a process. It's a strategy. But if you do it right, you will end up winning, I do believe, winning more often than losing. You won't have to waste so much time in the entire quoting process of putting stuff together, data entry, wasting time sending it out to the carriers and the markets, answering questions, all of that, putting together a proposal, meeting with the insured again, and then sitting by the phone with your fingers crossed, hoping that's not a strategy, hope's not a strategy. So first, stop offering quotes. The second, seek first permission. Once the insured gives you what you want, then you start having permission. There's permission in lots of different areas. Permission to represent one carrier that you really want. Permission to get the broker of record letter on the current carriers. That's another form of permission. Permission to represent you in the marketplace, uh, represent the insured in the marketplace the way that you want to do that permission to get financials, permission to put together a narrative, permission to send it to these carriers. Explain to the insured what your process is. Explain why you're doing it. Explain what the strategy is. They will start buying into it. They will begin realizing that you're different. They will start giving you permission. That's the goal. So one, stop offering blind quotes to insurance buyers that don't trust you yet. Two, go after permission and, well, If you're not going to be offering quotes, what can you do? Well, that gets us to number three. Number three is start going after broker of record letters. That becomes the goal. That becomes the trophy. If you can competitively dethrone your competition by getting a signed broker of record letter, you have just won a new client. You have now gone from an 8%er to a 92%er with one signature. You now have control of the markets. You now have control of the marketplace. That's the reason, frankly, that really is the reason why the incumbent agent retains their business 92% of the time, because they have control. They have access to the information that they want. They can process the loss runs quickly. They can go out to the marketplace, typically before other competing agents come in, and they block out other agents. You know it's true because you're an agent who has lots of clients. You know how that's how it works. That's why agencies continue to build their book of business, because you can retain what you have. So going after sign broker of record letters isn't just an approach, it's actually wise. Frankly, it's in the insured's best interest. It really is to have one main agent to trust for the carriers that you're going forward. Now, for my consulting practice, I want to have one main agent going to the main markets that they want. I do. But I also have to put in controls. Because, you know what, there's a little dirty secret in the insurance industry. And it's that most insurance agents don't do the best job for their clients. Nope, they don't. Most insurance agents don't do the best job for their clients. What do I mean by that, Charles? Well, let me just tell you. It's not that you're trying to do anything underhanded or unethical. It's just that you can continue to negotiate all the commission out of your pocket if you really wanted to, right? So if you get a quote, you know, let's say it's a hundred thousand dollar premium quote, you bring that quote to your to your um, your client, the client's like, yeah, that's great. And you say, hold on, let me just go back and see if I can like get them to, to go down even more and go down even more. Right? You come back with like an $85,000 quote. Okay, now you've taken 15% of the commission out of your pocket. And then you could say, you know what, but I can probably even lower that a little bit more. So instead of taking commission, I'm just going to do it for a flat fee of $1,000. So no commission. No, I'll just do a broker fee for $1,000. Look, that would be in the insured's better interest, if you will. I mean... It, There's too much. There's a sense in which you can remove the compensation from the agent too much that you're that you're losing services. But I think you get my point is that you can, as the incumbent agent, do a lot more to lower the overall cost, to lower the overall uh, premium and costs and fees and financing and taxes and all of that for the insured. But, you know, it'll put you out of business. So because of that, it's a very fine line. The fine line of ethics and morality, when it comes to a quoting process, I feel is a very, very fuzzy line. I actually don't like commission. I think commission does not serve anyone. It does not serve the process, doesn't serve the carrier, doesn't serve the agent, doesn't serve the insured. I like the idea of fee-for-service. That's what I would love to see the insurance industry go towards, fee-for-service, but that's a different topic altogether. Um, First of all, what do you stop doing? Stop offering quotes. You will get more clients. Second thing, seek first permission. That's the second thing. You do that, get the insurance permission, you will win more clients. Third thing, go after signed broker of record letters. That becomes the target. That's the trophy. If you win that, you get more clients. If you even think about it this way, and this might just you know blow your mind. What if you and your agent and, or agency and your marketing department and your account, ma- account managers, what if everyone in your agency never again, from this moment forward, never again offered a quote on a non-client? Wow. How much would that increase the productivity of what you're able to offer for your current clients? how much better would it allow you to service your current clients if your entire team wasn't wasting time jumping through hoops for people who haven't yet given you permission? Imagine if you never offered quotes going forward again but you only ever targeted signed broker of record letters. You prospect the same, you get better at prospecting, you meet with prospects, you put a line in the sand, you don't go forward to the next step until they sign the broker of record letter. Imagine what that might do for your business. Imagine what it might do for the relationship that you have with your carriers. Imagine how it might actually make your account manager smile. Imagine how much more joy you would have in your career. And if I can even put it a different way, imagine how much your book of business would increase. If you just stopped offering blind quotes to the marketplace who has not yet trusted you, who has not yet given you permission, and you go for the jugular. You actually have a strategy, a structure, a plan. You have a timeline of services. You uncover the pains. You provide the right services, the right solutions. You can actually show them how the entire renewal process is going to work, how you will negotiate and renegotiate on their behalf. You put a line in the sand and say, Bob, if you want all of this, if you want all of this, you will have it with one signature on a piece of paper. I bet That would completely change and revolutionize your agency. I think that that would change and revolutionize your career. I do believe that you would be well on your way to building a $1 million or more book of business. And so stop offering quotes, get permission, go for the signed broker of record letter and win. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network Insurance Agency, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a book of business of $1 million or more. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.